Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hey chickens, today's episode is brought to you by Anonymous uh, through the ACAST support button. Uh, <laughs> Anonymous says, I'm funding you a chamomile tea to soothe your poor nerves after that angel encounter. <laughs> I did squeal really loud. Uh, <laughs> Today, we are watching part two of The Three Doctors. Oh, chickens, episode two of The Three Doctors. Oh, it starts with Benton wanting to throw a grenade at the antimatter blob creature from the drain. Uh, good on you, Sergeant Benton. Chuck a grenade. Um, the second doctor says, uh, look, it seems to have calmed down, so we'll sneak past it. Um, and then it flares up and they flee back into the TARDIS like scared mice. It's very funny. Uh, and then the doctor says it's got hiccups. Um, and the brig arrives and he's like, oh, it's you. You're the... Because... You know, the Brigadier also recognises the Doctor and he recaps. He's like, so I met you with the Yeti and then the Cyberman and then you turned up with the Auton invasion thing and you were uh, the the other one. The, the second Doctor's gone, no, I haven't I haven't experienced that yet. That's a, I'm a temporal anomaly. Um, and the Brigadier says, as long as he gets his job dub done, I don't care what face he wears. <laughs> Uh, so then we go back to the Time Lord planet and they're having quite the row uh, in their very important Royal Shakespeare company voices. And wearing shower curtains, like their, <laughs> their robes, like their great big cape things that come out the back of their giant shoulder pads look like shower curtains. It is hilarious. So one of them says the first Doctor is trapped in a time eddy and uh, the third Doctor has gone via the bridge thing into the black hole and he's like over the event horizon oh dear theoretically they're dead uh and just to prove they're not the third doctor and joe wake up in a quarry joe thinks they're dead uh because you know that's what she's like um and the doctor's like you know we're in a place joe come on look at it it's a quarry it doesn't look much like heaven i mean he doesn't say it's a quarry but he, he does say it doesn't look much like heaven uh which is you know an, an implication of uh you know Chris 
Christian metaphysics in Doctor Who. Um, I mean, you know, there's heavens in lots of religions. I shouldn't be so specific. Uh, so there's one of those one-eyed, one-claw, flying purple people eaters. No, uh, one-eyed, one-claw blob monsters uh, hiding up on the ridge, being having some spooky music to announce his, his presence. Uh, and then we go back to the lab, uh, back to Unit HQ. And the second Doctor says the antimatter blob thing is not exploding which is weird and he goes whoever sent it must be cleverer than we are it's like yeah um so he's decided he's going to keep it confused by feeding it useless information and he goes i wonder if i have a television set handy (laughs) this show's on television doctor you silly oh so funny um so then we're back with the third doctor and joe and they find on in the quarry the whole way from unit there's the brigadier's computer the water cooler there's a door to the uh the door to the lab which has you know strictly no admittance written on it and the joe's like oh it's locked and the doctor's like well it says don't come in um it's very silly. And then they find Bessie. Yay! And so they uh, go for a drive in Bessie. Meanwhile, in the foreground, <gasps> the blobby man. One-eyed, one-claw, blobby, blobby, blobby man. Um, then they find footprints uh, up on a ridge. Uh, and then we see that Robert Plant is there with his gun, uh, the the warden from the bird sanctuary. I've decided it's Robert Plant from the future who's been travelled back in time. Uh, so the brigadier uh, tells the doctor that he's been speaking to the UN Security Council and the doctor needs to explain everything to them. Um, and he couldn't be bothered explaining about him being the second doctor and the third doctor. So he just says... He's the doctor's assistant, which of course the second doctor's furious about. Anyway, they're waiting on video in the brigadier's office. He's doing space Skype or FaceTime or something. Um, so they leave Benton alone with the creature, and the doctor set up this weird machine to stop it going crazy if it starts to flare up. Uh, but it starts going. So Benton zaps it. And it makes it angrier or it starts getting worse. And then the more he zaps it, the worse it gets. And he calls out and the second Doctor and Brigadier come back. And they're like, what's going on? He's like, so they all run in the TARDIS and the whole thing goes, zap. So they're in the TARDIS and the Brigadier's like, whoa, this is what you've been doing with all my resources. (laughs) He's so stupidly angry about things. And then the second Doctor offers him a jelly baby. (gasps) Is this the first jelly baby? Is this the first instance of a jelly? I don't know. I'm going to guess it is. I didn't, I've never, like, I've seen this, you know, hundreds of times because I'm a deranged nerd and I watch things over and over again. And I did not ever remember this being the first time that I thought only Tom Baker's doctor offered jelly babies. But here is Patrick Troughton with a bag of jelly babies. Um, then we're back uh, in the quarry. The third doctor and Joe find Dr. Tyler. Uh, he's doing sums. He's doing E or cause MC squared in the dirt. Uh, and uh, they realise where they are. The Doctor says, oh, we're in the black hole at the other end of the thing. And he's like, a stable world in the universe of antimatter. But who brought them there? And so, of course, next we see a man. Uh, He's like, let my guests be brought into my presence. I love a pompous villain. Oh, heaven. But yeah, we just see the back of his head. So the blobby man comes to get them uh, and he rounds them up by blowing up half the quarry. Like there's like 10 massive explosions all around the edge of where they are. It's like, ooh. (laughs) Uh, And Robert Plant watches all this going, ooh. 
Ooh. Hey, hey, mama. Um, so then <laughs> Brigadier is in the TARDIS. He's furious. The second Doctor wants to find his recorder because he says he needs to think and it needs thinking music. Not much is happening in this episode anyway. Joe says the place they've been taken to looks like Aladdin's cave. And I would suggest it does not. Um, <laughs> it looks like... So the blobby creatures look like the same material as the walls in this place that they've been brought to. And they all of them look like... Have you ever had a hot apple pie from McDonald's? You know how they have like the the outside of a hot apple pie is like weirdly blistered? Um, I mean, it's not a pie, really. It's like a... a a stick of pastry with some goo in the middle. Anyway, that's what they look like. They look like hot apple pies from McDonald's uh, and the walls and everything. So Tyler wants to make a getaway. He runs away. The blobby creatures come after him with their one eye. Although one, one of them sees him with its one eye and chases after him and then just walks straight into a wall. <laughs> like they can't see out of their costumes, those poor things. Uh- I want to go back and watch that again. Uh, so Tyler just ends up back with the Doctor and Joe. I'm like, oh, this episode is like 80% padding. It's running around getting caught escaping and oh, getting caught again. So <laughs> the Brigadier is still pacing. He's still furious in the TARDIS. This is what I mean. They keep cutting back to nothing happening. Uh, the second Doctor has uh, fixed the Brigadier's radio so he can get a message to Corporal Palmer. And they have a nothing conversation about nothing. Um, And then the first Doctor turns up on the telly again and tells the second Doctor to turn off the force field. Uh, And then we're back in the the apple pie world. And the third Doctor, to explain how they're made of matter and are in a universe of antimatter and they're not exploding because if matter and antimatter touch, they boom. Um, the Doctor does a trick with a pencil and a bunch of flowers, uh, which somehow explains it. And Tyler's like, oh, that's just a conjuring trick. And Zettel's like, yes, this is a very sophisticated conjuring trick. And I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever. Um, so back in the second Doctor's TARDIS, well, it's the third Doctor's TARDIS, but the second Doctor's in there, uh, he turns off the force field as instructed by the first Doctor from his weird little pyramid thing on the telly uh, from the time eddy as he says and the blob men all the one-eyed one claw flying blobby people leaders um, outside uh, unit HQ bink disappear all the blob people disappear from outside unit HQ and then unit HQ sucked into the black hole and that's the end oh this is quite a cliffhanger I mean nothing happened until the cliffhanger (laughs) But, uh, you know, we've had a bit of exposition, which is good. Like, it's they've ex- tried to explain the antimatter and matter and the black hole. Like it's all kind of plausibly stuff. I mean, it's not because it's stupid. But it's like they're kind of using science, science terms and terminology correctly, it seems. Like, you know, it, it, it all seems sort of straightforward. Anyway, oh, this is such joyous, joyous fun. The Brigadier, I fear... After four seasons of being quite a rounded character, this episode is turning into somewhat of a caricature of himself. Um, he's just furiously screaming orders at Corporal Palmer down, 
<laughs> the, the, the walkie-talkie, um, which we, it, it is attached to his pants somehow, and the doctor's fiddling about in there. It's very weird. Uh, but yeah, this is fun. I am so enjoying the three doctors. Like, I remember loving it as a kid, and it is not disappointing me at all. I mean, nothing's happening, but nothing is happening with large explosions and set decorated entirely with hot apple pies from McDonald's. I'm happy with that. 